You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. Thanksgiving. Rolling as always with my co-host Chip Murphy. Chip, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing very good. Uh, spending some time with the family. Um, but, you know, we are continuing with our hoops pod. And, uh, you know, anyone that's been listening to the show knows that we've been kind of diving back and forth between uh, covering different NBA franchises, doing a little college basketball as well. Um, and you know, as Chip and I are both Knicks fans, we've been extremely excited uh, with the Knicks drafting so far, and uh, we are very excited to have a very special guest on the podcast today. Um, everyone who watched the draft knows that Obi Toppin was drafted number eighth overall. Uh, really exciting prospect, super talented. To help us break down kind of his growth throughout his years at Dayton and what he can bring to the New York Knicks, we are pumped to have assistant coach Ricardo Greer on the podcast today. Coach Greer, what's going on? Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Chip. Super excited to be here with you guys. Um, just excited to, to hear the excitement of Obi Toppin as a New York Nick. Absolutely. Um, and first things first, how was your Thanksgiving? It's amazing. Got to spend it with the wife and the kids. Uh, try to eat not as much as I normally do, but it was a great time, and I'm hoping everyone had a safe and uh, joyful uh, Thanksgiving also. Absolutely. I can, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I, I probably didn't have as much restraint as you did. Um, <laughs> I probably went back for the second, maybe the third plate, maybe KO'd me a little bit. I probably turned in a little earlier than I would have liked to, but uh, all in all, a good day with the family and whatnot. Chip, how about yourself? Yeah, same. Three on three servings of stuffing, actually. <laughs> that's my <laughs> stuffing. That's under, my underrated dish stuffing for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had to. The football was terrible. Yeah. Fortunately, the, the basketball was great. The basketball was great yesterday. Good college games last night. A lot yeah. of good college games. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know you guys, um, Coach Greer, I know you guys are preparing for the season as well. Um, but we, we, we'll, we'll start off this Obi Toppin conversation. Uh, just, I, I, I feel like I have to go through some of his accolades from this past year. I mean, he, he had a very super productive season at Dayton. 20-point scorer, all-consensus All-American Naismith and Wooden Award winner, Player of the Year, uh, shot over 60% from the field, um, top 10 in the country in field goals made, field goal percentage, player efficiency rating, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so the production is there. But some, the first question I wanted to start with is, as a Knicks fan, 
watching Obi's reaction to getting drafted and specifically, you know, obviously getting drafted to the Knicks was really amazing. You know, to see him and his family in that raw emotion. Um, and he even says, and, and it's direct quote, you know, I'm from New York. That's why it's important to me. Re me repping my city, it's amazing. A lot of people pray for me to be in this position and I'm not going to take it for granted. I promise you that. And that last quote that he says, I'm not going to take it for granted and I promise you that, really stuck with me as a fan. Because as Knicks fans, we've we've been through a lot. We've gone through a lot of tough seasons. And all we want is somebody who wants to be here. Um, so where can you talk about where does that come from, that kind of I'm not going to take it for granted attitude? And, and where did you see that in his time at Dayton? Well, um, you know, Firstly, I'm from New York also, and I've been a Knicks fan since growing up in New York City. And just to to see that emotion from him, I understood it, you know, and he had that same mentality when he was here at Dayton. You know, he didn't take anything for granted the way that he worked on his craft, you know, and people don't understand is that his first year here, he redshirted for us. And he was the first one in the gym, last one out the gym. So he never took any any day for granted here at Dayton. So when he said that, I totally understood what he meant that when he gets uh, to have an opportunity to play for the New York Knicks, he's going to he's going to take it as, you know, a once in a lifetime opportunity. You know, so he he's super, super excited that he gets this opportunity to, like he said, rep his city. Absolutely. And uh, another thing that I think stuck out for me just watching Obi uh, on draft night is that he's clearly aware of the people that help him get to this position. He went out of his way to thank Jalen Crutcher. He went out of his way to mention you that night. That had to feel great. Um, can you talk about your work with him specifically, and what do you think that you guys did together to really prepare him for the next level? Well, you know, when Obi got here, you know, he was, uh, I want to say, 185 pounds you know he was really not as big as you see him now and you know he took everything that we said to him and he went and accomplished his mission you know as far as you know times where the guys had games and guys were upstairs eating before the game and he had to stay in the on the court and work out for another hour because he didn't have a game so he understood at, at a really uh, early time here what was expected and what he needed to do to be the best version of himself. You know, watching the games, we struggled our first year here and he saw what we struggled in. And I always said to him, I said, all this is all learning for you. You know, so when next year comes, you already have the answers to the tests. So he took that personal. He understood that, you know, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for him. So he was going to take it all in and, and, and he came out that second year ready and prepared to, to go out there and, and do his best to help us win. When he came out in that second year, did you anticipate any of this? Like wooden award best player in the country. Did you see any of this coming? No, no, <laughs> no. I, I, I honestly, I remember his first scrimmage we played against my alma mater pit and the first three minutes of the game, he was, it was his first college game and, and, and he was just everywhere. He was nervous and he came off, off the court. He goes to me, coach, coach, man, I just can't do anything right. And I said to him, hey, man, breathe. You're going to be fine. Just breathe. You're going to be fine. When you go out there, just do me one thing. Have fun and play hard as heck. Oh, play hard as heck. And everything will come back the way that you expect it to come back. And then two plays into it, he got back into the game, man. He caught a dunk that 
to this day, we've seen a lot of Obi's dunks. That was probably one of the nicest dunks I've ever seen Obi do. And I said, wow, welcome, welcome to college basketball. Oh, and it was close scrimmage. No one saw it. But from that day on, I was like, yeah, this kid, this kid has a chance to be really, really special. Absolutely. Um, and I think along that lines of, of being special, it's like you see the talent on the court, um, and especially from an athletic standpoint, like it's, it's so clearly there. But even with that, you know, I, I know leading up to the draft, just being on Nick's Twitter, um, the pick divided some Knicks fans, right? There are some people that felt that the system at Dayton was really tailor-made for him as a small ball five. And there were people that questioned whether he could play um, next to a center like Mitchell Robinson, like how that would fit on the court. Um, what do you say to that? Like, how do you think that fit is going to look? I think that when you look at Obi's game, the way that he puts pressure on the rim, the way that he's able to play outside, inside game, I think that he has so many different attributes that will help him, especially in the NBA game where everything is so spaced. Mm. This kid's energy and his motor is, is second to none, you know, and when you watch him on a consistent basis, you fall in love with him because he's going to do so many things that the New York Knicks and and the fan base are going to love for, for years to come. And I think that, you know, in, 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 in our society, everyone is entitled to their opinion, you know, and, and it's great. You know, my opinion is that I think Obi's going to be phenomenal and I, I can't wait to see him uh, out there with Mitchell Robinson, with Rowan and all, uh, I mean, RJ and all them guys. The Knicks point guard situation is really uncertain right now. Like, we don't know who the starter is going to be. Is there, like, a certain type of point guard that you think Obi would click with more than any other? Honestly, I think, uh, you know, it's funny. It's the NBA. All them guys can play, <laughs> you know. <laughs> all them point guards can play. I just think that he doesn't need someone to, to go and feed him all the time. He's going to go get it. He's going to go figure a way how to how to go and be productive. So, you know, I think that the New York Knicks organization is going in the right path. And um, I'm super excited just to see see that young group out there because I think they're going to be really good. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a perfect fit, I think, right now, because I mean, with Mitchell Robinson, anyway, I think he's because he's spacing the floor so well, he shoots the ball. And like you mentioned how you emphasized how he needed to uh, the changes he needed to make after his freshman year was stretching the floor and shooting the ball, something you stretched him because he didn't do that as a freshman. Is that something he took the initiative to do or is that something you stressed? Him? Well, in high school, Obi shot a lot of threes. So, you know, our biggest our biggest. um thing to Obi was, oh, put pressure on the rim, run, and everything else will get open for you. His first year, you know, Obi, Obi likes to score the ball. So he, 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 he didn't shoot as many as his, his freshman year as he did his sophomore year, but he had more confidence also coming into his sophomore year. And we gave him the confidence to let him know that, yeah, if you open, shoot the ball, man. Mm-hmm. Shoot the ball. You have a nice stroke and you're going to make it. So I think coming into the second year, understanding that he felt a lot more comfortable, I think really played a, a huge part for him. Yeah, because he, I mean, he came out and his, where I mean, where I first noticed him was when he came out and outplayed Anthony Edwards, the number one overall pick, like you mm-hmm. said, early in the season too, 25 points and you guys beat Georgia. And it was just like really impressive the way he played right at the beginning of the season. But 
What I wanted to ask you about was the early comparison has been to Amari Stoudemire, former Nick, who all us, like me and Jeff, just love Amari Stoudemire. All Nick fans love Amari Stoudemire. So when you hear Amari Stoudemire's name, you take notice of that. And uh, as his coach, I wanted to ask you what you thought of the Amari Stoudemire comparisons, because I saw Obi's interview on ESPN where he talked about how he watched a lot of tape of Anthony Davis and he wants to study his game. So do you see Obi as an Amari Stoudemire type player or do you think he resembles anybody else or is he just kind of maybe his own guy? Um, I can see the comparisons in the athleticism. So Amari Stoudemire, but you know, I think Obi's skill set and the way that he can pass the ball, which Mm. I think is very underrated. He's a very unselfish player. He can put the ball on the floor too. And I think that his all around game I mean, Amari Stoudemire was a heck of a player, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, all-star and an amazing, amazing human being. But besides the athleticism, I don't see him too much as an Amari Stoudemire just because of his skill set, the way that he puts the ball on the floor, the way that he's able to shoot the ball and, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I get that he, he he said Anthony Davis because of the skill set. I think um, – oh, oops. Sorry about that, guys. It's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Chip, you go go for it. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think that's probably why he studied Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is one of the best big man passers in the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. Right up there with Jokic. Yeah, great passer, uh, good knowledge and IQ of the game. And I think that's one of the things that Obi is trying to to let people know. I'm I'm not just a dunker. If you watch our offense, our offense is really tough to guard and to to understand. and, And he mastered it, so... You know, a lot of people see all the highlights, and that's you know that's that's amazing because the, the the kid is a human highlight reel. But all the little things he can do, you know, go go unnoticed. And I think that playing in the NBA and having that open space and having all those 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 great players around you is just gonna enlighten this game a little uh, a lot more. I think that's prob. I think that's probably one of my favorite things to watch about Obi, and it really shows you that when he's out on the floor. He's thinking the game like it's not just a simple read and react. It's kind of read and react. But like when you see him set a screen, right, it's not just he doesn't have like one goal in mind. Okay, I'm going to set the screen, then I'm going to roll like he knows if the guard is in trouble, like, okay, maybe I'm going to flip the screen or or like he, he just understands how to move on the court. And even when he gets the ball at the top, can wait for the guard to circle around and, and do a little handoff quick or anything like that. Like little things like that let me know that, you know, when he's on the court, he has a, a game plan in mind, you know, in terms of offensively, like that's super impressive to watch. And that's why I feel, um, and I felt, you know, for a long time, I, I felt like he was going to be, you know, pretty successful regardless of the team that he got drafted to. Yeah, I totally agree. And that goes back to his redshirt freshman year where he, he worked on, 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 on his craft. You know, practices and after practices were his games and he understood it and he worked on game situations where when the game came, he understood what he needed to do to be successful and help our team be successful. So, Do you think he's NBA ready, like the most NBA ready prospect in the draft? Because I think that's what most people agree on and that he'll be front runner for rookie of the year. So do you agree with that? I think that mentally and physically, you know, I think that he, he's ready to, to go out there. And, and once again, like, like he said, is, you know, put, put his city 
on his back. You know, I'm excited for him. I think that he's anxious. He's been waiting for a while now. And I think he's going to have a lot of support from friends and family and are going to help him. And, you know, I think that the New York Knicks, what they're doing there, I think drafting him and, and putting all those pieces together, I think they're going to be really fun to watch. And I think Obi's going to really be good with some other guys around them. Absolutely. I think um, one of the other areas that I think we, we're interested to see how it translates and how he grows is on the defensive end. Um, you know, just in the tape that like I've looked at and, and different scouting reports that we've read, like it does seem like there's room to grow. Um, as a as a guy that I watched on the court, I also feel like, you know, there were there were defensive criticisms, but at the same time I also felt like he was so important to your offense that he was afraid to foul out at times. Um, but between different things just like footwork, positioning, help defense, what are areas where you feel like he needs to grow the most in, in order to improve on that side? Yeah, you know, we, we, we harped on, on that with, with Owa. He was here and, you know, his improvement from his freshman year to from his redshirt freshman year to his uh, sophomore year. And, and now he understands, you know, he cares. That's one thing that, that you know, Obi actually cares and he understands that he needs to get better in certain situations. So, you know, Tom Thibodeau is a, is a defensive, uh, you know, mastermind. And, and he already told Obi, defense, defense, defense. So, you know, uh, he'll hold Obi accountable for what he's not doing. And I think Obi will, will take the coaching. I know he will. And he'll try to get better in whatever area uh, Coach uh, Tibbs uh, wants him to. So, you know, um, I don't know if there's any perfect players coming out in the NBA. Absolutely, <laughs> Everybody got absolutely. their own, you know, flaws. And, you know, can he get better? Of course he can. You know, um, and I think for him, it's just the next step for him to be great, you know, so. Absolutely. Um, one of the other things that, that I've noticed a lot is, you know, we, we talked about, um, you know, it, I think it's this is also more on the defensive end, too. I mean, it, um, you know, we've seen that he's a great leaper. He can finish through contact, you know, sometimes a lateral quickness, you know, in, in terms of guarding others. Um, you know, given his age, you know, that's another criticism that came out, you know, I, and, and it's tough. I don't know how much I buy into it, but a lot of people felt like because he's 22, they may not feel like he has as much room to grow in terms of, you know, becoming more laterally quick. Um, but one thing that you brought up, and I think it's, it's important to note that I feel like this growth that Obi's had physically is a lot of it has happened recently, right? So he was 185 pounds, like you said, when you guys got him. And now, you know, he's, he's huge, you know, he's a lot bigger than that. So it's almost like he's just getting used to playing with this type of body type. Um, so in terms of that lateral quickness, is that something that you see improving or is it, um, you know, just, just a different aspect of it? Yeah. So we also forget that he was six, four as a senior in high school, you know, he grew four or five inches, his feet grew. Um, so, you know, for him, there's no excuses. He knows he needs to get better. And I also think that, that he, he's excited to get better. Um, I think a lot of the defense in the NBA is going to be situational where they put him in situationals where he might be able to red or, you know, corral or, 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 um, do different things to help his team. One thing about Obi is that even if a guy beats him, his, his recovery speed to meet him at the rim. It's really impressive. It is. Really, really impressive. And he's done it on multiple occasions where the guy says, 
might beat him off the bounce and he's putting it off the glass. And I don't know too many people, players in the NBA that are going to be faster than him going up and down that court because the kid's a deer. Uh, I tell you that yes. right now. When, when, the open when court is crazy fast, to watch. His yeah. motor is ridiculous. So I think that it can all be, be, be taught even more at that next level. And I know Coach Tibbs is going to put him in situations where he's going to help his team be successful. He's incredible in the fast break. Oh, That's geez. where he is right now. I've never seen, I've never <laughs> seen anyone run the floor like he's run. he runs the floor. No, and he runs it. That's why I think he's going to win fans over so quickly, just yeah, the way he, he plays so hard. And he has he was he like that from day one with you guys? That was one thing that we noticed right away with O was he doesn't get tired and he has a freaking high motor. And you can't teach that, man. And he just runs and runs and runs. People are going to eventually get tired. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still running. So. Absolutely. Um, what can you maybe tell us about Obi the person? You know, and just in, again, in the little bit that I saw of him during the year and, and obviously post-draft, uh, we've seen a lot of videos uh, with him, you know, donating uh, turkeys on, on, you know, Thanksgiving, giving back to the community already, you know, just getting drafted. Um, his personality seems great. Seems like a really humble kid. Uh, what else can you tell us about, you know, him as a person, his work ethic that, you know, Knicks fans can kind of look forward in terms of, you know, who, who, who is he? Well, I think that's one of the, his biggest attributes is the person he is, you know, has a huge heart smiles when he comes in the room he's a smile on his face makes you feel great about yourself you know um it's one of the biggest things i told him i said everything is coming quick I said don't ever stop being the person that you are because that's your biggest attribute because you're just a good human being you know um it's interesting uh my kids you know he calls my son and facetimes my son because they had a relationship while they were here and he still does it. They was talking. I go upstairs and I'm like, who are you on the phone? I'm on the phone. Oh, you know, so he just has not changed the the, the, the person that he is. And I, I love it. You know, I love it. And I just say, continue to be the person you are, because that'll help you more than anything you do in basketball, man. And, you know, he just he's just a great human being. So that's one thing I can vouch for is, is that he's just a great human being. Absolutely. You know, they always say that the game stops at some point. You know, yeah. but um, with that type of personality, you know, he can be successful off the court as well. Um, it's obviously important how you treat people and, and carry yourself. And I think we're pretty we're pretty happy that Obi seems to check all those boxes. Yeah, he's just an amazing, amazing, amazing human being. And, you know, the people here at Dayton, you know, just, you know, warmed up to him right away just because of who he was. You know, even before he even shot a basketball here, you know, the, the way he was with the fans, the way he was with everyone, that they just love him. Can you talk a little bit about, because you mentioned him obviously being a Dayton, he's from New York. So can you talk a little bit about how that happened, how he went from Dayton to obviously, to, everybody knows the story, he didn't have any D1 offers coming out of high school. Can you talk about how he went from high school in New York to Dayton? Yeah, so I, I, I had a relationship with his uh, godfather. And I, actually, I was at the University of Central Florida at that time when uh, he went to Mount Zion in Baltimore. Um, when I uh, got called for the job here, I called his godfather and I said, if I do get the job, I want Ovi to come with me. 
So he was like, I got you. And then uh, Coach Grant actually hired me here, and I told Coach Grant, hey, uh, I got a kid, man. This kid can be special. You know, he's, he's a little raw right now. He needs some work, but I think that that's some of the things he do we can't teach. And eventually Coach saw him, fell in love with him also, his personality, just a nice kid. And he decided to come to Dayton. So it, was a, it, was, it wasn't a, a hard recruiting battle. <laughs> but uh it was it was the best one so far <laughs> i think i i think that's also maybe speaks to a little bit of obi's character too because that that shows loyalty from him yeah. to mm-hmm. you as well mm-hmm. right i mean yeah, like he 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 felt comfortable with us he felt comfortable with the relationship i had with his family um then you know mom and dad and all that and they just mom and dad and, and, and his, his godfather just felt comfortable with us as a staff that knew that we were going to do what's best for the kid, not for us, but what was best for, for O. What type of, um, Chip, I'm sorry, I didn't want to. Oh, no, 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 go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, so what type of, uh, you know, he, he obviously had a coach in college, Coach Grant. He's, uh, he's going to be with a, a different coach at the Knicks, uh, Coach Tibbs. From a coaching standpoint, what do you think he needs to be his best? You know, we know the rumors and the perception about Tibbs. Um, you know, what, what do you think he needs uh, to be his best? Because we know a lot of players, there are some that really respond well to someone who's on them, who's a little bit of a hard ass. Um, when, and then, you know, uh, there's also sometimes that you need someone who is a little bit, not necessarily like nurturing, but is going to, you know, develop a relationship with you more, talk, talk with you on a little more of a personal level. There's the word for that sometimes is more of like a player's coach. What do you think Obi needs to be hit the best version of his himself and what's he going to respond to? Well, I think that, you know, having Coach Grant here with him, Coach Grant didn't let him slack. Coach Grant held him accountable. I think Tibbs is the same way, you know, but Coach Grant also loved on him. You know, I'm going to hold you accountable, but I still love you, but this is what you got to do. Right. So um, I think that relationship he built with AG here was, was phenomenal. And, you know, I think that going to New York and having a, a support system that he already has around him, that's going to help him grow. And he, he needs he needs coach to, to hold him accountable and let him know when he's not doing what he needs to do, because Obi will respond, you know, but he's also going to need someone to tell him, man, I still believe in you, but you need to get 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 this done. So I think I think it'll be a good relationship. That's what Kenny Payne's for, too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Coach Payne is, is is one of the best, man. I'm uh. So uh, one one question I also want to ask too is um, maybe if you can tell us a story or an anecdote, uh, some type of example of how he responded uh, to adversity at Dayton. And I guess the reason I want to ask that is because I know he's a Brooklyn kid, um, mm-hmm. and and that's where his roots are. But I do think, you know, to an extent, you know, being a New York Nick, uh, being drafted as high as he was, um, and, and just being in the market that he's in, it's going to be a lot of pressure. I think he's got broad shoulders. He, he seems like the type of kid who can handle it well. He's got a great personality. But, you know, it is tough sometimes when, you know, let's say you go 0 for whatever or a 3 for, for whatever, and all of a sudden your name is on the, the the pages and stuff like that. Um, how do you think, in all honesty, how is he going to respond to that? And is there maybe something that you saw at Dayton, uh, how he responded to the adversity where you're like, you know what, man, this kid's just ready. He's going to be fine. I think that, you know, 
he wasn't perfect here at Dayton. He had some games that, that he needed help with. And, you know, he gets frustrated just like any other human being. You know, it's natural to get frustrated when things don't go the way that you plan them to. But one thing is that he, he turns the page quick, if that makes sense. He's, he doesn't sulk. He, he understands that I got to get better. And, and he understands that this is how I have to get better. These are the mistakes I made. This is why I wasn't as successful as I should have been. Now, let's turn the page. How do I get to where I need to be? You know, coach, let's watch film. Coach, let's go shoot. Coach, what can I do? So he's always asking questions. He doesn't try to figure it out by himself. He will ask the questions that need to be asked for him to be the best version of himself. And I think that's one of his his good attributes. He's not trying to do it by himself. We, we all can't do it by ourselves, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that's a good thing. And I think having Coach Payne there also will help him, you know, understand that and, and have someone help him with all that. I'm sorry. Is there uh, what I wanted to ask? Is there any one particular moment, like on or off the court, where you realize like Obi had a shot to go pro? First game against, I think it was North Florida. Our starting five man got hurt, and Obi wasn't starting for us. He got hurt the day before the game. Hurt is, I think, was his wrist or his hand. And coach said, "Up, oh, Obi's gonna start tomorrow," and we're like. Shh. This is our first team all all conference guy that just right. got hurt. <laughs> Obi comes in the game. I think he had eighteen and nine or ten or <laughs> dominated the game. After that game, I said, "Okay, it's going to be hard to keep this kid off the floor." <laughs> Mind you, he wasn't starting for us. He didn't start for us uh, once uh, Josh came back. Obi came off the bench. Wow! And then at, at, we had a meeting, and we were just like, "Can't keep this kid off the floor. Can't keep him off the floor." He's going to have to play. That's pretty good. Um, Chip, do you have uh, any any other ones for Coach Greer? Uh, I do. I wanted to ask about uh, the season you guys had. Because you guys went 29-2. and two. Obviously, best season in school history. You went 18-0. and 0. Uh, I mean, I think you guys were third when the, in the country when the season was suspended. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you guys feel like... You could have won the national championship if things were uh, not shut down. I think I think we felt that we had a good chance to 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 get in very far in the NCAA tournament. You know, uh, we were all heartbroken because we felt that this was a great time and year for us to do it. But you know, one thing that that resonated with me was everything that we did get to accomplish. You know, that can't be taken away from us. Like you said, 18 and 0, 29 and 2, number three in the country. You can't take that from us. We, mm-hmm. we, we actually did that. We could have gone into the NCAA tournament and might have gotten upset and stuff like that. You know, who knows? We could have won the whole thing. You know, I think that the guys and, and myself, what we, what, we, uh, what we felt was the most important thing is what we did, not what we didn't get to accomplish because we don't know that's all in the gray area but what we can control is what happened in, in all the games that we played and we were able to win and all the all the accolades that that coach grant had got and, and that ob got and some of the other players you can't take that away man how do you feel about this season coach i feel good i think that you know uh, we lost some key players you know we lost ryan Mikesell and trey landers which were really uh uh Vital points, to, uh, excuse me, um, big, big, big contributors to us, our team last year. You know, um, five, fifth year, Ryan Mike, so, and Trey Landers were leaders. You know, 
also be topping. But, uh, you know, I think we have a good nucleus coming back. I think our, 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 our point guard, Jalen Crutcher, is phenomenal. I think that Absolutely. he has a chance to, to, to do something special. We have a kid called Ibby Watson here that's also pretty good, Rodney Chapman. And we got a bunch of bigs that need to step up. But I think that if if everything goes as planned, I think we should be okay. Jalen Crutcher is going to be playing pro, I think, someday, right? Yeah, he, absolutely. He, he's, yeah. He's, he's pretty good. He, he's yeah. pretty good. I think that he has a chance. Yeah. One, um, I have one question that literally just popped in my mind uh, but before we wrap up. Um, you, I know you were close to Obi's family, and, and I, I was just seeing that his brother is playing at Kentucky. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about his, his prospects and, and, and how he might do over there? I think uh, Jacob is an extremely athletic forward, can shoot the ball. I think that um, in Coach K's system, I think he can be really successful. Uh, I'm rooting for him every day. You know, uh, I hope he was a flyer, but you know, <laughs> rooting for him every day. And I, I truly believe that he he he'll someday have a chance also to to make a lot of money playing in this game. Awesome, that's great. Chip, there any uh, any other ones before we let Coach Coach Greer go? Uh, I did want to ask you, Coach, about uh, Miles Powell because the Knicks just—I know Obi and him are really close—and yeah. uh, the Knicks just signed Miles too, and he's from Seton Hall, and me and Jeff are obviously from close by, so we're really excited about having Miles on. So I wanted to ask you what you thought of Miles. Amazing college career, you know, uh, played for some really good Seton Hall teams. I think a lot of people uh, underestimate how good this kid could really be. You know, he has a knack for scoring the ball. Um, he's fearless, you know, and I think that picking him up, I think it's going to pay dividends for New York. He's a tough kid, man. Tough kid. And, you know, I'm excited for him. I'm, I'm really, really excited for him and Obi. Yeah, we, we are. We are definitely super excited for them. Um, really pumped to see Emmanuel quickly get selected as well. I think that skill set yeah. really complements what Obi brings to the table. Um, yeah. And just to see how they grow in the years coming, I, I think we're all you know pretty pumped up about that for sure. It's be exciting times. We got to get them next back to where we're. Where oh we're my prior. God! Please, please. Yeah. Um, but listen, uh, Coach Greer, thank you so much for giving us some time today. Uh, we really wish you guys good luck. We know uh, Tuesday, December first, first game of the season, Alcorn State. Uh, yes, we, sir. We wish you guys a, a lot of luck. Um, we're extremely excited to see how Obi is going to be this year. Just talking to you, I'm really excited that not only do we get a great player, but we get a great person as well. Um, so once again, just thank you for coming on. Good luck to the Flyers this this year, and hopefully we'll be in touch. Thank you guys very much. I really appreciate you taking your time to have me on. Let's go New York. Absolutely. Yes, sir. <laughs> All um, right, guys. Have a great rest of your day. You too. You too. And for everybody else listening, we hope you guys are staying safe, and we will talk to you soon.